welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is McKenna. Hello. Hello. Okay, today we're having on my sister, McKenna Rip. Congratulations. McKenna just got married. Thank you. So weird to hear the new last name. For those of you yeah. who don't know, it's Rip. R-I-P, literally. <laughs> R-I-P to Kenny Kirk. Now it's officially McKenna Rip, which we're so happy to have you on today. We are going to do a whole episode. Me and McKenna just returned from traveling abroad in Europe for three weeks. McKenna just got married in Italy. And we thought, what better way to recap our trip than to bring it to the podcast, talk about everything, talk about your wedding. We got a lot of questions submitted asking about your wedding because it was very unique. It was amazing. And we're going to talk all about it, but it was so iconic. Like it was just so fun. Yeah. I'm very excited to talk about it because I'm sad it's over and I need, I'm not done talking about it. So this will be good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And usually Allison will be joining us, but we've both been having like the most psycho last couple of weeks. Like I was in Europe for three weeks. Allison kind of helped do the podcast. She did an episode with Clay. Now she's so super busy and I'm doing this week with McKenna. So it all worked out and we'll be back together, not next week, but the week after that. And there'll be smooth sailing. (laughs) Um, Definitely missing Allison. I feel like me and Clay are like competing for who can be the guest more often. (laughs) The most loved sibling (laughs) slash partner guest. That's so funny. No, Clay slays. We love Clay. And I loved last week's episode. So if you haven't listened to that one, go check it out. He's a great... He's actually... He's been on three times. And you've been on three times, right? I know. We're going like back and forth. We got to keep up with each other. (laughs) Competing for the title of most returned guest. Well... Literally. Glad you could add another tally to the score and keep it even. But yeah, yeah, definitely go listen to last week's love Allison and Clay. I think they're so cutie. And like, I just love the relationship. So that was a good one. But first, as always, we're going to catch up. And I think our entire catch up segment can be us talking about this trip. And we'll save talking about the wedding for after your peaks of the week. And we'll make kind of like that the second half of this episode. So if you want to hear all about the wedding, hang tight because we were also in Italy Prague and Amsterdam. And we have so many things to talk about there. Yeah, we did everything. It was a busy <laughs> we did three a weeks. <laughs> we flew out. So this is my whole August for you and McKenna's whole August. We all flew out August 9th. We all flew into Rome. So we landed on the 10th. So McKenna and like half my family flew out of Atlanta. Me, Connor, Brady, and Morgan flew out of Chicago. And then somehow we all landed at the exact same time. I think your guys' flight got delayed 30 minutes because you were supposed to land a little bit before us. But we all landed at the exact same time. We had a driver pick us up. Like, it was amazing. We landed in Rome. So we started our little three-week venture out in Rome. What are your thoughts? What did you think of Rome? Wait, I loved Rome. I Same. Yeah. I felt like it was maybe going to be really touristy just based on like everyone's post I see. But why did I love being super touristy? And like, no, it was the, so fun. Yeah. And the food there in Rome specifically was so good. I feel like there were so many choices and I loved it. I feel the same way. I feel like Rome, like you said, gets painted as a touristy town, you know, just doing the Colosseum, doing the basic things. And like that doesn't have more to offer than the history, but I would definitely rank that as one of my favorite cities in Italy now. Yeah, I really enjoyed How many days were we there? Because it was only two and a half. It was very okay. quick. I was going to say, it didn't feel like enough. 
Like yeah. we could have definitely done more. <laughs> yes, we did first two days in Rome. Then we went to Florence, which was yeah. the official start of wedding week. It was. We got to Florence and we had some friends staying there for like the whole wedding week. So getting there and meeting up with everyone truly was the start of it. But it was just very exciting to be in Florence. So I feel like it got extra bonus points for that. Yeah, you guys had a really fun day. So it was everyone's first day. We took the train in the morning from Rome to Florence. And here's a little breakdown of how McKenna's wedding went and how like the logistics were. She rented a house. And we'll talk more about this in a second. But she rented a whole, what, villa, estate, big house yeah. that sleeps like 16 people. And she could have her wedding there. So that's kind of how she hacked and did this little Italy wedding was Finding a house that allows weddings. So she rented the house. You could rent it Saturday to Saturday. And that's how you could have a wedding there, right? Like you couldn't just have a wedding at the house on Correct. one day. Correct. You do have to rent it for a week and then you can have obviously any day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then you could do the wedding any day. So we were able to check in at 3 p.m. on that first Saturday, but a lot of us wanted to go explore Florence. So we took the day. Some of us did tours. Some of us just got lunch overlooking like the Duomo or anything. And then that night, probably around like six, we all took a bus <laughs> out to Florence or like the countryside of Florence. Because what was the town? Is it actually called Regello? Is that right? Yeah, the town was Rigello in Florence. Rigello. So it's like 30 minutes from downtown Florence. And that, yes. honestly, like the location the was so good. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's like Tuscany countryside. Okay, yeah. Okay, it's considered like Tus- Tuscany. So mm-hmm. we get to the house. We have the whole week, which was, how would you describe that? The whole week? Ugh. It was just so special having everyone together, especially both of our families and so many of our like close friends stayed at the apartments that were right down the road from the house. And Mm -hmm. so literally to have a whole week of like hanging out with everyone and celebrating was just so cool. And just the pool was beautiful and laying by the house. That felt very like vacation-esque, which was nice because we were doing a lot of walking around the first few days. So it was so nice to like be by the pool and just hang out. Yes. So that's kind of what we got there Saturday night. Yeah. Did everyone come over? What happened on Saturday night? Yeah. People came over. Saturday, right? Julian had, Julian had like his little dinner with all the guys. Um, Cause he didn't mm. get to have like a bachelor party or anything. So they all went to dinner like 15 minutes away. And then all of like the rest of the family and the girls came over and we had the pizza and wine and yes. just like got to know everyone. So that was fun. Yes. Cause background, where's Julian from? Yeah. Julian, sorry. I don't know if you say this. Julian's from the Netherlands. <laughs> so his whole family lives that's there. That's your husband. Yeah. That's my husband. <laughs> But his whole family still lives there. And like half of his friends that were at the wedding were from the Netherlands. Um, And a few of them had like new girlfriends that some of us hadn't met. And um, some of our family members hadn't even met yet just because everything with COVID and traveling, like people haven't been able to go as easily and, and the wedding was coming up. So it was just cool. We all got to get to know each other that night while the guys were away. We played like icebreaker games, which was funny, but really fun, honestly. Yes. And that's why Julian didn't get to do a bachelor trip because yeah, half of his guy squad were from the U.S., but the other half were Dutchies yeah. <laughs> and they couldn't fly out to like the U.S. for a, a bash trip. So. Yeah. So he had a little dinner that night, which was fun for them. Yes. And then Sunday, we hung out, did things at the house by the pool. Monday was rehearsal dinner. Tuesday was the wedding. Wednesday, day after wedding brunch, everyone hung out at the house. 
Thursday, Friday were free days. I know I went to Florence one of those days. I know you and me, Julian, Connery, Riley went to Cinque Terre on Friday. And then Saturday, people left and checked out. And I think we'll talk more, right? Should we talk more about that in a sec? Yeah. I was going to say, let's talk about Friday. (laughs) Cinque Terre. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Friday, we decided Cinque Terre was only two hours from our house. And we're like, that's so close. We have to go. Apparently, it's the most magical town. And it was. But oh my God, figuring out and getting to this fucking place was one of the worst experiences of my life. (laughs) It was chaotic. Okay, well, also another background little tidbit is we had our wedding (laughs) on August 15th. And Mm -hmm. we're so dumb. It's literally the like biggest Italian holiday of the summer is on August 15th. So like all the Italians It's literally have- their Christmas. Christmas <laughs> point 2.0. Everything's closed. Had, Everyone yeah. has off. Imagine Christmas in August. That's what this was. So yeah, everyone was going to the beach, hanging out, traveling, all the Italians. So this place was already like extra busy, I would guess. And it was just, it was a lot. <laughs> the parking garage that I found. So- to get to Cinque Terre, if you guys don't know, it's that super iconic, beautiful town that's featured in Luca. Like the movie Luca is inspired off of it. Uh, it's these gorgeous cliffside, waterfront towns, with the cute painted buildings, everything. And the cars just don't go there. So to get into Cinque Terre, you have to take the train from the neighboring town over called La Spezia. So I'm doing research. Thursday night, I pick up a rental car because I didn't have one the whole week. And we're like, okay, we'll drive to La Spezia. We'll hop on the train. Train's 20 minutes into town. We'll get there by 10 a.m. on Friday. And we'll pick like the furthest parking garage from downtown. And we'll just walk a little bit further because I know it's going to be so busy. And I don't want to pick a close, the closest, you know, parking garage and then it be full. We literally, well... We start the drive. We're our ETA is like 9 30. I'm like crushed it. We left by 7 30, only two hours. We're gonna beat the rush. Tell me why. I'm the best driver ever. I think I'm a really good driver. I'm like in the exit lane. We're like 10 minutes from Lespezia, and I literally fall and just like miss the exit. And I'm on this other, I like go off on this other exit and we're fully going to a different town. ETA updates 35 minutes away. It literally added like 30 minutes onto our ETA. I literally thought I was going to lose my shit. I did lose my shit. I was in the backseat scared (laughs) for my life because not because she missed the exit, because she was so angry that she missed the exit. Because it was not that complicated. Well, and I think you were also thinking we were all about to yell at you and we're like, it's okay, Kara. Like, we're fine. We're good. And you were just like so frustrated. I I didn't think you were going to yell at me, but like I thought Riley, our youngest brother, was actually going to like flip. (laughs) on me so I was like okay if I get ahead of this problem and I just like get mad at myself and just act really angry at myself then he won't flip out at me and he didn't I know he surprised us he was actually trying to like bring good vibes and energy after that yeah he was making jokes and it was it was he was was cracking jokes unexpected but anyway yeah he was trying to console me and I'm like I genuinely think that if I would have been like guys it's fine like I'm sorry I think he would have been like no you just made us get there 30 minutes later so I had to get on top of it like I'm a PR queen okay well it worked and we did finally get there and then we hit the parking dilemma (laughs) 
because it's like such a nightmare to park. So we finally found a parking garage. I found one that looked closed, but luckily I've been brushing up my Italian and it was like a big red sign. The garage was closed, but then it said like, call this number and I'll come open it. And I'm like, okay, it's a holiday. Let's just hope that this man comes. So I, I call the number and he only speaks Italian. So I'm like whipping out Google Translate. I know Spanish. So like Spanish and Italian are kind of close. And I'm like saying in Italian, like, are you open? And he's like, yes, give me two minutes. And so then he comes, we park. It's cheaper than the other garage. So it ended up being amazing. And it was even closer. We get to Cinque Terre and it was fun. I really thought it was so beautiful, but like I would not do it again that way. I think that that needs to be a trip where you go overnight. Like doing it as a day trip was so chaotic. It was so hot. It was the worst time of the year to go. Like it was not only peak travel for Americans, travelers all over the world, but it was also peak travel for Italians. Like it was kind of a mess. Yeah, it was a heat wave. Like I know. I feel like maybe this was, yeah, like you said, just our experience, but I don't know if people would admit this. Like it was definitely like I wanted to go so bad, but it was so crowded. And like, if you are, like you said, if you're doing a day trip, it kind of sucks because it's so beautiful there. And you like, imagine you want to go to like a nice dinner and put on a cute outfit, but you also want to swim in the beautiful ocean. So like after Mm -hmm. swimming and hiking up these straight up hills, (laughs) I was like, I can see the views. Yeah. I cannot put my skirt on right now. And like, I look disgusting and it was just, yeah, I do agree. I think you need an overnight and that would probably change and elevate your experience. <laughs> the day trip was a lot. Yeah. So we're just keeping it real with you guys. Like it was obviously gorgeous. I got an amazing <laughs> yes, photo it was. out of it. It was. Um, but the real side was like on the beach, there was five of us and we could literally only put down two towels. That was the only open spot was like for two Mm -hmm. of our towels to lay down. So we were like standing around our towels, the five of us sweating, Mm -hmm. taking turns, getting in the ocean because also you can't really leave your stuff. Um, So don't be fooled by our posts. It was great, but also like we were having some struggles behind the scenes. (laughs) Yeah. If you were on the towels, you were literally like inches away from the next person on both sides, surrounded in a sea of cigarette smoke (laughs) because everyone smokes on the beach there. Yeah. Like love that for them, but could not be me. I just need some fresh. Not photographed is the smoke. (laughs) Yeah. And it was... There was no shade. It was just unbearably hot. But again, I'm so glad I went because I feel like I have seen TikToks lately that are like, stop going to Positano. It's so overcrowded. Stop going to Cinque Terre. Go to this place instead. I'm like, well, I feel like that's easy to say once you've been there. And like, I, like, I still think I needed to go there. Same. I wanted to go and see it so bad. And I, I'm glad we did. But yeah, like I'm glad we went there. But I can, I mean, I can see why people are saying, go here instead, go here instead. But I'm like, yeah, but you still need to like knock those places off your bucket list, I think. Agree. And like you said, our problem was that we did a day trip and it was so like in and out and it was so busy with all the circumstances. So we'll get them next time. Yes. We'll get them next time. Okay. So did Cinque Terre next day, went to Milan, did a little day trip in Milan because Julian and Connor had to fly out and yeah. the rest of our family was also continuing on to like Como. So that was a good little day trip stop. Really quick, I guess you guys didn't do your honeymoon after. Why didn't you guys do that right away? Yeah. So me and Julian, our original plan, obviously, would it be to do our honeymoon like the week after our wedding. So we were planning on maybe Greece, just for example. But he ended up getting a new job earlier this year with the Braves. He is a coach for one of the minor um, league the teams. The Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves. Slay. Baseball. 
Um, so as you can guess, they're in season right now. So he didn't get that extra week off like we originally thought, but it's okay because we'll just go somewhere out of season and I'll get two trips out of it. But I got my PTO approved. So I ended up staying with my family and traveling and so glad we did because we went on to Lake Como and it was literally my favorite part. It was worth, that is worth mm-hmm. the hype a thousand percent. Yeah. 100% agree. I definitely think that was my favorite place we went. Other than the house and your wedding, because that was so gorgeous. And I I would go spend a month in Tuscany. Like, Same. That was so tranquil, so peaceful, so gorgeous. Even it, though it was hot, like we had the pool. We just, it got cooler at night. Like it was so fun. But yeah, Lake Como was amazing. And we had it the, was. like we had such a good house. Yeah. Like uh, shout out to, to Rob watch- and Lolo. I know our they parents found, found this. What was it VRBO? VRBO. I didn't even look on VRBO. I only was looking yeah. at Airbnb. I was looking at some hotels, and this one totally flew under my radar. It had zero reviews, though. So that was like kind of we took that's, a risk. Yeah, that's why you need like parents to book that because I don't know that like you should be looking at the reviews. So one of us probably <laughs> would have seen zero reviews and been like, no, but. It worked well, out. Well, I saw time. it and I was like, well, the price is really good because I think they made it cheaper because it had no reviews and they wanted people to stay. The price was insane. I feel like now it's already gone up because there's um, like three or four reviews. Price was amazing. And then the best part was that we had a private dock in Lake Como, which I feel like that's so, such a game changer because you can swim in the lake. And again, it was so hot in Italy when we were there that. I can't imagine not being able to just like jump out of your condo, your hotel and jump into the lake and swim. Yeah, you guys need to watch Kara's TikTok because it's literally a compilation of us jumping in the water like a thousand times. (laughs) And Brady's girlfriend, Morgan, was with us and she kept saying how our family is like mermaids, fishes. We could not get out of the water. She's like, you guys are crazy. But oh my God, swimming in Lake Como felt so good and the private dock was yeah just elevated it we could not stop swimming also we did get a boat so your videographer at your wedding is my friend hannah aloha hannah hannah colburn um it's the hannah show on tiktok is her username and she's my friend did your wedding so then she stayed too and we met up with her and her boyfriend carson in Lake Como. They stayed like right down the road from us. And then it was Carson's birthday. So we rented a boat like you, me, Carson, Hannah, Morgan rented one of those boats that you can take around Lake Como for three hours. And we were so on the fence of doing this because everything online is like, you have to plan this out at least three days in advance. It's <laughs> which like, we did not. <laughs> I don't know. This we did not do. It was like the morning of we're like, should we get a boat today? And we're like, we have to. It's Carson's birthday. And somehow we found a place to rent it to us because like everything is so freaking booked up. And I cannot believe that we almost didn't do that because that was also one of my favorite experiences from the whole month. Also, can we talk about how good the price was for this boat? This boat that we rented and drove. How many? There's five of us. Mm -hmm. And we each paid like $40 for two hours. Is it two hours? Three hours. Three hours. Yeah, $40 Mm -hmm. a person for three hours was so worth it. That that was the part that shocked me the most. I was like expecting to have to pay a hundred dollars or at least. So I think that shocked me about Italy the whole time was that even though it's not thought of as a cheaper destination, maybe that's just inflation right now in the US, but things were so affordable there. Yeah, like my um two dollar cappuccino. Every I day. literally could yeah. never get that here. <laughs> Those sandwiches that we got in Rome, which I also posted to talk about, all Antico Vanayo, Vanal. 
is a really famous sandwich shop. They also, they're starting in Florence. So they're in Florence, Rome. So they have three locations in the US, in New York. And so I'm like, oh, what are the prices like? So the sandwiches are seven euro in Rome or Florence for a full freaking sandwich. That's like, I couldn't even finish mine. You eat like We all half split of it. ours. Yeah, we literally all split ours. And it was perfect amount. So that's seven euro, probably like $8 right now with like conversion. Yeah. Tell me why in New York City, that sandwich is $17, the exact same one. That is just, yeah, that's that's how the whole trip Crazy. Felt. We were like, yeah, why is our food so expensive? And why is the quality a thousand times worse? But we have to pay more for it. In the U.S., yeah. Yeah. No, I was very impressed with the prices of literally everything in Italy. So yeah, boat was amazing. You have to, if you go to Lake Como, you have to get a boat. And I definitely would recommend, we'll link the company that we used. Honestly, we just used it because it was like close to us and we could hop yeah. on the bus, which, oh my God, another thing. Loved Lake Como, but getting around is actually a little difficult, but I loved the bus. The bus was psycho though. Like I don't know yeah, like every TikTok I saw, because I was trying to figure out how to ride this bus. Like, you know, I usually like to find a blog post or a TikTok. And every TikTok was like, don't even try the bus. You're not going to be able to figure it out. Like, it is not for the week. And I'm like, what the heck? The bus had a bus stop right in front of our a condo or VRBO. So I'm like, no, we have to figure this out. Um, basically, it just does its own thing. The bus drivers are their own entity. They do what they want. They will come 20 minutes late. They'll come 20 minutes early. You just have to be ready. <laughs> three times. There was three times where I'm like, guys, we need to go to the bus stop. Like the button, we're like, well, it says it's coming at 640. Like we still have 20 minutes. I'm like, no, we have to leave right now. There was literally three times where we were like running up to the bus as I was pulling up because it was 15 minutes early or like it just does its own thing. Yeah, Kara had like a bus spider sense or something because she always <laughs> knew when it was coming. And I would like look at the clock and I'm like, oh my God, we have 30 minutes. This is so dramatic that we're running up the hill. And then the bus would come around the corner and I was like, ah, shit, she was right. <laughs> so no, like, like we returned the rental boat and the, we had the boat from 4.30 to 7.30. And I'm like, we should just like return it like 15 minutes early because there was a bus at 7.30. And that was the last bus of the day to get us back to our town. Because that's the other thing. Like the transportation doesn't run super late all the time. It was like the last bus for like two hours. It wasn't the last one of the day, but it was the last bus for two hours. And I'm like, we pull up and I'm like, guys, we need to start running. Like it was 7.15 and I knew the bus was going to be running early. It just always runs early. Tell me why we ran up the hill. We were running to the bus stop and it was pulling up. And I'm like flagging it down. I'm like, please. And Carson and Hannah are like speed walking. I'm like, no, guys, we, we got to go. Like we were literally going to be stuck here for two hours and we all made it on. But it was so stressful. But I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. You had a good, you were good at that. So you're on bus duty. Um, but it was nice because it took you all all the places we needed to get and you could just hop on and yes. pay at the time. So you just have to yes. be ready to take it whenever. Yeah. Be ready at all times. Always be prepared and just be ready to pay a different rate, whatever the bus driver is feeling. Like sometimes it was three euros, sometimes it was four. It says on the website that 550 part. euro, but like sometimes it's only two. I don't really know. I just handed them money. Also, yeah. Learn some of the numbers. That really helped because they don't give a fuck if you don't speak Italian. Like, you better know you're Italian. Like, he'd be like, quanti persona? I'd be like, tre, like three. And then, like, I feel like maybe if you were like three or four people, please, maybe it'd be fine. But there was someone, remember that first day when we got on from the airport and someone was trying to talk to him in English and he was like, I don't speak English. 
yeah. figure it out. Like, figure out what you're trying to tell me because I don't – I was so – that yeah. was crazy. I was like, Kara, can you pull up Google Translate because her phone was working really well. I was, like, wanting to help these people, but then an Italian stepped in because he yeah. couldn't bear to watch it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was it was painful to watch. It was, like, yeah, yeah. You're but, right. You did. You're like, can you go help? I'm like, me? I don't even speak Italian. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Rosetta Stone. They are the most trusted language learning program out there. They've been experts for 30 years and millions of users have trusted them to help them learn second, third, fourth languages. And this is especially timely for me because one of my goals for the year, I literally just said this in our Patreon goal setting workshop last week, is that I want to learn Spanish. I studied German in college and unfortunately, I don't get to go to Germany or Austria very often, but I have been spending a lot of time in South America and Mexico. I spent all of January in Colombia and I loved it so much that I'm going back in April. I'm going to Tulum next week and I'm like, you know what? It is time that I really buckle down and get better at Spanish. If you also are thinking of traveling more, learning second, third, fourth languages, I can't recommend getting started with Rosetta Stone enough. If you would like to get Rosetta Stone and not put off learning language any longer, there's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Already Friends listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. And thank you to Rosetta Stone for sponsoring the Artie Friends podcast and helping me in my Spanish language learning journey. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next Next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. This episode is sponsored by Honey Love. Honey Love is revolutionizing the bra game. Can you think of a bra that you actually like to wear? One that doesn't poke you, does not hurt, and that you kind of forget that you're wearing? For me, I'm thinking of my Honey Love bra. I have fully said goodbye to wearing underwire and bulky fabric bras that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. The fabric is super soft and it feels like a second skin and you'll immediately feel and notice the difference. Right now, I'm wearing the silhouette bra and I'm totally forgetting that I'm wearing a bra, but it totally lifts 
lifts. It feels so supportive. It looks so good under shirts. And it's not like those bras that give you that uniboob effect when you put on a tight shirt or tight clothes. It separates, it lifts, it does everything that a bra should be doing. I'm also obsessed with the shapewear. I have the superpower thong, which is kind of like this mid-stomach shapewear piece. The way that it gives my body this hourglass shape that I did not know that I had and is so comfortable. I have traditional shapewear from a few different brands and they kind of hurt so bad. Within a couple hours, I feel like I can't breathe. But with Honey Love's shapewear, it's so comfortable. It's meant to be able to breathe, to live your day-to-day life in. And I feel like I can definitely use the shapewear for my wedding. So I'm very excited about that. So if you're ready to step into that next level comfortable bra and shapewear, it's your time to get Honey Love. Go to honeylove.com slash already friends and you can get 20% off your entire order with that link. So it's honeylove.com, H-O-N-E-Y-L-O-V-E.com slash already friends for 20% off. Make sure to use that code to show your support of the show. And thanks again to Honey Love for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. So yeah, they come over, live just the hype. Any other funny stories from that trip or should we keep recapping? We can keep recapping, I think. I guess the only other thing was that where we stayed in Nesso, everything was a hike <laughs> and we loved and hated it. Like we were definitely in the quote unquote countryside of Lake Como, a more quiet town, which paid off because we liked the dock and that's what we had to do for having the dock. But anywhere we wanted to go for dinner or lunch or breakfast was a one mile walk slash hike. Yeah. When she says walk, it's like if you literally get on your treadmill and turned it all the way up and then put it parallel to something because it was straight up like my calves were burning, honestly, and I work out. (laughs) I was, yeah. And we also, like I said, we were in Italy during like a heat wave of like at least 90 degrees every day. And so it was just so hot and it was an intense walk and we liked it, but it was intense in the heat. Yeah. We're like, oh, closest breakfast spot, 16 minutes. That's not bad at all. No. Literally a 12, 3.30 orange theory workout later, we make it. Yeah, we needed it. And I'm it drenched fine, in sweat. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely proper definition of a hike was getting anywhere in Nesso, but it was gorgeous. And Nesso is where, if you are familiar with Lake Como, there's like this iconic bridge that's so gorgeous. And people jump off the bridge and swim, (laughs) jumping off in a good way. Like they jump in to swim and have fun and stuff. So yeah, I loved it. Okay. After Lake Como, some of our family went home. Our dad and brother were in Lake Como with us as our whole family plus Morgan. Um, But they went home. So they went to the Milan airport, flew home. Me, McKenna, my mom, Brady, and Morgan all went on to our next place, which on a couple episodes back, I was like, I don't know where we're going. I think we're going to go to Prague. And we did go to Prague. So what did you think of Prague? Okay. I did really like Prague. I think it surprised me because Mm -hmm. I didn't really have much expectation. And I was surprised by one. Everything was really cheap there. So good. Yeah. And we had just been in Italy for two weeks. And this sounds so obnoxious to say, and I hate saying it, but we were really getting sick of like pizza, pasta, and croissants for every single meal. <laughs> so we got to Now prog. I'm like, how could we feel that way? Like I, I would die to have some of those meals again. And I would, I would. kill for that sandwich. We have Rome, to imagine like... like so we don't sound obnoxious is like that same meal every single day for two weeks. Like it's delicious. And I really want it again, but we were ready just for like some protein or like just literally a different type of cuisine. Yeah. So Prague had everything, like whatever you wanted to eat, it had it and it was good. 
They had like all the cultures, all the foods. So that was really nice. 80 degrees has also never felt so cool. <laughs> it was like 80 degrees cool. in Prague. And <laughs> yeah. we were like, oh my God, it's so cool out. It feels so good. So that was also very nice. But I feel like three days was a lot for me. I could have done a, like a less a less day or yeah, something. Yeah, I think in hindsight, it was still hot out. And it was just hard because it was hard to pick where we wanted to go next because it felt like all five of us had been somewhere already that someone had suggested. Like, we're like, oh, what about Austria? And then it's like, okay, McKenna's been to Austria. Like, oh, what about Spain? It's like, well, I've been to Spain like three times. Okay, what about, and Prague was the only place where none of us had been. And I think we were prioritizing going to a new country, a new place, doing a new experience together Mm -hmm. rather than maybe some of the other things. But now maybe when we were there, we're like, okay, maybe we would have been down to go to a beach or do something to cool off because it just was really hot. Yeah, but I guess there was no way of knowing that because I feel like, you know, that was obviously also not typical Prague weather, but it was really cool. I was impressed and we had chimneys. What was the other name for that? It was like this doughy. Like Yes, like this doughy cone with ice cream in it. That was delicious. We went to a beer garden, which was really fun. Um, It was like right on the water. Um, So there was definitely a lot of like really good memories from that trip too. What'd you think of it? Yeah. No, I think it was was fun. And it was a slower pace, which I think we definitely needed after the craziness of the wedding. And it was good to just not have a plan and let ourselves explore and we asked people for recs, like just locals. And then they told us where to go. And that was fun. So yeah, I agree though. It, 80 degrees felt cool. And so that was just crazy. To, and it was good to like cool off a little bit, which then we definitely cooled off because the last place we went was the Netherlands, which yes. is Julian's home country, but we went without him, which is so different I for know, you, right? It was so shady of him because... <laughs> It was obviously supposed to be, we were going to be on our honeymoon and then we were going to meet my family in the Netherlands and like show everyone around Kara's been, but only you, none, Brady, Morgan, yeah. and my mom. It was like all their first time. So I've also never been without Julian to the Netherlands. So it was like my turn to step up and be the tour guide when normally yes. I just follow Julian around like, do, 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 I can't do anything. I'm not from here. But this time... I was the expert. <laughs> so yeah, I was actually, we really trusted you. Yeah, the whole trip, I around. did not plan anything. And especially, you know, being the bride, no one was giving me any responsibility, which was so nice. But we got to the <laughs> Netherlands and they're like, okay, step up. I'm like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I was, and you did I was a great good. job. Thank you. I thought I did good too. I shut my brain off because for the last two and a half weeks, I was, because that's why I do for my job is planning trips, travel. And I stepped, I know I booked all the flights, booked hotels, Airbnbs, everything. And I hit a breaking point when we were in Amsterdam. I'm like, I'm done. Like, love you all, but I'm seriously hit my breaking point of like, where should we go to eat? What should we do today? Kara, where should we do? I'm like, oh my God. I wish it was fine and I liked it everywhere else. But like McKenna knows more than me. Like let her do this. Yeah. And I just love the Netherlands so much. Like I really enjoyed being there again. And I felt like we could have even again stayed there for more days because we stayed in Utrecht, which is outside of Amsterdam. It's another city. Um, It has a university there. So it's a little bit of like a student area there's a lot of different like international students and 
a mini Amsterdam type of thing. Like they have some canals and they have all the cute old buildings. It looks very much like Amsterdam, just mini. So we stayed there because the Amsterdam Airbnbs were so expensive that weekend because they had the Formula One race in. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I forget where it was Amsterdam. at, but it was like right outside of Amsterdam. So I don't know if any of you guys know, but the Formula One is like huge in Europe. So everyone goes to it. It's like a big sporting event. So we stayed in Utrecht because it was way more affordable that weekend. And I actually love Utrecht as well. So what did you think of it, Kara? Yeah, no, it was amazing. I think that's going to be the next travel trend with the Netherlands is that everyone's going to start staying in Utrecht. And because it's only a 20 minute train ride into yeah. Amsterdam, it's like staying in the suburbs of a big city. You're staying in Brooklyn when you go to Manhattan or New York City. It was so easy to get into town. And Utrecht also, like you said, is so charming, so cute, amazing shopping. Like I got the cutest clothes when yeah. we did our little shopping day. So it has so much to offer and it's a little bit more affordable, which yeah, we loved. We did love that. And we did take the train in Amsterdam and probably spent most of our time in Amsterdam still. Because like Kara said, it was just 20 minutes away. And something about Julian is he doesn't love going to Amsterdam because he's <laughs> from the town that's like 15 minutes outside of Utrecht. So he's always like, why would I go to the touristy, busy places when I could just go to Utrecht? And I was so happy to spend more time in Amsterdam because as much as I love the little term that Utrecht, there is so much more in Amsterdam and like all the shopping, all like the walking around you can do. Um, obviously, like the coffee and food is just also yummy there. So we got to really explore. And the best part was when we rented bikes and biked around for three hours. I've always been too scared to do that in like the city just because it actually is like kind of intense to bike in the Netherlands. There's a lot going on. There's like cars and trains and people, but you should do it because like as the biker, you can do whatever you want and everyone else has to go around you. And so once we got that attitude, like we biked around the whole city and it was so fun and you literally can bike wherever, like there's not a single mm -hmm. place you can't get to on a bike. So it's just like a really good way to see even more of Amsterdam. Yeah, that was so much fun. And like you said, you're kind of the top of the food chain when you're a biker in Amsterdam. Like you have the most respect and you kind of run the road, you know, instead of cars. So that was really cool. And it's kind of just like a hive mentality. I feel like everyone is in flow and everyone knows what they're doing, but it's always those random tourists that cause the crashes yeah. or kind of mess it up. But once you just get that flow mentality and have that confidence, it's the easiest thing ever. Yeah. My favorite part was when Kara rang her bell at pedestrians that were in the bike lane. I was like, okay, we're locals. <laughs> I'm like, we're not tourists. Out of my You're way, tourists. you dumb tourists. <laughs> hey, someone said that you could pass for Dutch and I look just like you. So I'm just going to say that I can also pass for Dutch. So yeah, I was like, the bike ring, ring. That we rented the bikes from told me that I could pass as a Dutch girl. And I was like, you don't understand. I take that as the biggest compliment. <laughs> they are so you don't cool understand. There. You just made my life. <laughs> like mm -hmm. their style, they're effortless. It's just amazing. I love it there. Add it to your the list to visit. Insane. Yeah, yeah, so Kara got some good pieces there because they have so much yummy shopping. So much good stuff. I am saddened by more, but it was also week three of three in Europe. I'm like, okay, I think I need to stop spending money right now. But I got the cutest shoes that are so Dutch. And it's a Dutch brand. They're like tennies. Yeah, like a some cute sneakers sneaker. That chunky dad sneaker. Um, but yeah, no, we also 
so we love riding the bikes. Absolutely love that. We also rented another boat. Yeah. <laughs> We're just boat fiends on our trip. Um, this one was very stressful. Can you tell us about this? Because you were our navigator. Morgan was our captain. Okay. I disagree. I did not think it was stressful as co-captain. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> but um, maybe Morgan felt a little more stressed because she was driving. But like our boat was going like five kilometers an hour. Like we were not going fast at all. And we were in this, this like cute little boat going through the canals, which to Kara's point, the stressful part is knowing like what's a one way and what's not. And the there's big boats that have like the boat tours on them. And we were literally in this dinky little boat that we could have <laughs> rocked over if we stood on the wrong side. So <laughs> no, that part almost you had dead. to like <laughs> definitely be aware, but they gave us a little map and we just went down the canal and then we turned back and came up literally the same one, but one canal over. So I thought it was so fun. It was really enjoyable. There were a few stressful points. Like well, at one point we were going down a one way and Morgan had to literally <laughs> do a U-turn. And I don't know how she did it so smooth because there's houseboats in the canals. So you have like one little area that you can turn around in. So that part could be stressful. And then one part we were going down with our map said wasn't a one way, but then this big ass boat came through and we're like, oh my God, it's a one way. It's a one way. And Morgan reversed out. We were like pushing off the wall, making sure we didn't hit anything. But then the boat was driving by and I was just like, excuse me, is that a one way? And he was like, nope, you can go down. It's clear now. So honestly, Reese, just ask people and go for it. Look <laughs> yeah. at your map. I had Google Maps pulled up and I do think you need a, a captain and a co-captain because I was in charge of directions yes. and Morgan was driving and there's no way I could have drove and looked at the map and she could not drive and look at the map either. Like you need, you need someone aware, but I wish we would have brought like wine and like sandwiches and had like a little Snacks. picnic on it. We ran, yeah, we ran out of time to do that, but I recommend doing that and renting your own boat instead of doing one of the canal ones because we got, mm -hmm. again, like two hours. Well, it was a hundred euros total. Again, five of us mm -hmm. for two hours. So it was really cheap. And I was just looking at the other boats and they were a little more expensive. And I mean, granted, you get some like snacks and drinks, but we're not really big drinkers. So we weren't really interested in that anyway. So I think renting yeah. the little one was the fun way to go. But I thought it was cute. Yeah. And to give some more context, I think a common misconception is that in Amsterdam, there's like one canal or one river, but there's hundreds of canals. Like they run throughout the entire city everywhere. So if you listen to that and you're like, how did you get lost? Like, isn't there only one river? Know, it's like yeah. every block, there's a canal. Like they're everywhere. <laughs> and our mom kept thinking we were about to go into the ocean. <laughs> She's like, is this the right way? Yeah. I think we're going to go to like the port. It's like, no. <laughs> like, Lolo, chill. I, I like, feel like there will be some signs. Looking at that are like, map. don't go this way. <laughs> but yeah. we rented, what, what was it called? Canal motorboats. Um, I recommend. I liked it. <laughs> and also, you really wanted to do this selfishly because Julian has never let you do it. And I why know. is that? He just, again, thinks it's so touristy. <laughs> To he's go like, on only the, the tourists do that. <laughs> so he wasn't here. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's be a tourist. And that's what a theme of the podcast this whole summer is like, do the touristy things. And that was me and Riley's road trip back in May. We did the touristy things. Yes. We had a blast. So do the touristy things. You just gotta embrace. Yeah, just be self aware and do the touristy things. And it's a hundred percent right. Yeah. 
Be respectful, Taurus, because I, I did post a reel, like an Instagram reel once, and it was like, be the Taurus. And then the comments were like, the Taurus are so disrespectful. They leave trash everywhere. I'm like, okay, I'm like not saying leave your disgusting wrappers and trash on the beach. Like, that's not what that means. People yeah, so don't go wild. stand in the bike lanes, but go on yeah, the boat now. I'll run you over. <laughs> <laughs> Taurus things to do. Canal tour. Tourist things not to do. Stand in the bike lane. There Stand in the bike lane. <laughs> we will run you over. I will ring my bell at you. And if you don't move, you I really will. will actually, I, won't. I will not. Yeah. I will yell at you in <laughs> Dutch. I know some Dutch. Eeksal, mine head. Wait, no. Eeksal, mine speech, in head, Nederlands dune. So good. If you don't know what that is, you didn't see my TikToks, so go watch it. Yeah, go watch your TikTok. But Yeah. It was a great trip. My, my maid wanted to be. Okay. Um, any other funny moments, things that we should shout? Uh, no. What are you thinking? I can't think of anything. No. I don't know. All in all, it was a magical trip. It was my mom's first time in Europe. Was it? It was Morgan's first time in Europe too, right? It was. And my dad's. Mm-hmm. And Connor's. And so, a few of my friends, like... It was mm-hmm. it was so magical to be with people for their first time. And the wedding was so magical. So we're going to talk about that in a second. But I feel like we should do our peaks of the week. Any other final wrapping thoughts from our trip? No, that was a lot. But it, there was a lot to recap. So <laughs> I know we're literally 45 minutes in. We're awful. Um, oh, wait. No, I think I have oh, yeah. one more thing to say. It is so, so fun to travel with your family. But it's also so dangerous at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. So stressful. And the meanest that you'll ever be treated. (laughs) Our family's biggest problem was that five people would be communicating the same thing. But then we'd be like, okay, let's go. And then we'd all go in five different directions. So it was just funny. That was like a memory I just have about it. It was literally trying to get us to be like, one group was so hard because we had so many people but then towards like the end of the trip when people kept going home it just kept getting easier and easier so it was just funny I think it's funny how I always say it's fun to travel with strangers or even solo travel and meet people because when you're strangers with someone you're not acquaintances like you don't know each other so you don't act you can't act up like you have to be on your first impression behavior. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're traveling with your family, you've known each other for 25 years, you can just be awful to each other. <laughs> but then like you're fine. Like you just laugh it off. But like we were all bullying each other to the point where I'm like within like the first day, I was like, we behind your back. I was like, we cannot act like this in McKenna's wedding. I'm literally going to use a code word. And if I say that code word, everyone needs to like <laughs> stop. Like, uh, that's so funny. <laughs> like. Even the first day when we landed in Rome, Riley made a good point. He's like, we are all extremely independent. Like, we can all travel on our own. We do travel on our own. We do everything by ourselves. But when you put all 10 of us together, we are dumber than a box of rocks when it comes to traveling. (laughs) That is so true. So true. But on, like, a nice sentimental note, it is really special to be, like, able to get along with our siblings so well and everyone travel. And it was really cool. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, like, could we do it again? Yes. And we're already planning trips together and stuff. But it's just, it's just so funny. funny how... Yeah, you can act you a different way. With, like, your siblings. Yeah, you can act your full self. But anyway, peaks of the week. For the best, for good and worse. For yeah. Worse or for better. 
Okay, yeah. Peaks of the week. That was the longest intro of the show ever. Yeah. But like wow. I said, I haven't I haven't been on the show in a month. Like last time I recorded was literally a month ago. Yeah, and I haven't been on in a year. Over so. a month ago. <laughs> That's crazy. That does not feel like that long ago. That's weird. Okay. okay, yes. As you just said, peaks of the week. What has been your peak? Maybe peak of the trip and peak of the week. Okay. Well, peak of the trip was definitely getting married and Woo! having just like yeah, all of our closest people together for a few days was just like such a cool feeling. And they're all celebrating us and making us feel so like loved. Hard to describe how cool that was. And then my peak of the week, um, I actually just, we got back from your last, last week. So I got home on Thursday and I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And I work as a nurse on a mother baby floor. So it's rare that I have the same patient for four days in a row because I usually go home by them. But I did have this patient for four days in a row and she had just a lot going on. And she left me the sweetest note that my manager forwarded to me yesterday. And she said that she will never forget me. And she just left me this long, sweet, thoughtful note about the difference I made for her. And it was just so nice to hear. So that was my peak. (laughs) I mean, let's just hype McKenna up for a second. You're always getting best nurse of the month, notes from patients. Like McKenna is such a slayer at being a mother baby nurse. So I'm very proud of you. I'm not surprised in the slightest. It was just, yeah, very sweet after taking care of her for four days and going through it all with her. So it was nice to hear. McKenna is the nurse that you hope that you get when you go to the hospital. That's that's very okay. Ill. Well, that's so nice. What's your peak I'm of the week? Say, peak of the trip for me is definitely your wedding. I thought it was just so beautiful how you both have all these people that love you so much and they're willing to travel thousands of miles to celebrate you and Julian's love, your wedding, and like loved seeing my grandpa there. Like love seeing all yeah. of your friends, getting to know some of your best friends even better, and. I just know that these memories are just going to have forever. It was so fun. Peak of my week, I would say, is my friend Sarah came into town this past weekend. So that was her first time visiting me in St. Louis. And it was fun to just show her a little slice of my life and what my day-to-day life looks like. So that was really fun. How fun. It's the best when friends come to town and visit you. That's like one of the best things about being an adult, I think. (laughs) I agree. Okay, well, let's read your guys' peaks. All right, this one's from Bridget. Hey, Bridget. I played volleyball with her. So this one says traveling around Guatemala with my best friend. And I've seen all your pictures and posts. It looks so fun. I was literally looking at it like I need to go here. So I hope you had the best time and I miss you. Okay. So cute. Love that. Okay. TW said, this is my first summer with bees and I just collected my first jar of honey. Okay. Congratulations. That's amazing. All of a sudden I want to be be a bee owner. That sounds really fun. So I love that for Yeah, nothing's better than fresh honey. Yeah, seriously. This one's from Kylie and it says, helping plan my best friend's engagement. Um, That's so sweet of you. Honestly, like the love you feel from your friends getting engaged and married is the best. So, so kind of you to be giving that to your friend. I hope she says yes. And finally, Jillian said, spending quality time with my family on Labor Day weekend. That is how I feel getting to have just spent tons of time with my family over the month of August with McKenna's wedding. It's just, you know, you never know how much time you have with people. You got to soak it in, got to make those memories. So yay, happy that you had a great time. As always, send in your peaks on our Instagram page. We post an Instagram story every Monday where you can send in your highlight of the week. 
Okay, an hour in, we're finally getting into our guess. I guess our topic. I mean, honestly, catching up was also the topic, but your wedding. Just run us through what that looked like. Okay. Yes. So just to give you an idea, we invited. Well, I guess not invited, but we had 50 guests that were able to come. So that's a good number, obviously. On Sunday, we were going to a winery. So we invited all of our guests to that winery, which was so fun because we got to see everyone that was going to be at our wedding on Sunday. Almost everyone could come. So we went to this winery that was... I don't know, maybe like 40 minutes away from the house. We had a little bus and other people had rental cars. So we all just met there and we had a little tour of the winery and a wine tasting followed by a lunch. And oh my gosh, this was like one of my favorite parts of the week too. Um, Like I said, seeing like everyone from the wedding for more than just that one night is like Kind of the main reason we were like thinking of this destination wedding while we're here for a week, because like I said, it's so hard with his family being in the Netherlands to get everyone together. So this was really nice just to get everyone in the same room and you can knock out like, okay, how do you know the bride and groom? Who are you? Like put everyone's story to a face and a name. And it was really cool seeing like everyone interact. And I just loved listening into conversations and like, what are these people talking about? Like my best friend's mm-hmm. husband talking to Julian's brother-in-law. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Or like going down the table and like one of Julian's family friends talking to my best friend. It, it was just like so cool to see everyone interacting. And this winery was beautiful. It was so cool. So that was Sunday. What are your thoughts on that? Anything you want to say? Um, No, the winery was so amazing. I... I feel like a lot of the things that we're saying are just reasons why you should have a destination wedding because it's sad that if you have a wedding at home or locally, you really only get that Saturday plus maybe the rehearsal dinner to really feel like it's your wedding. But you really got almost a full week. I mean, technically a week of all these activities that really made it feel so, so special. The winery was seriously insane. Like we got a winery tour, like McKenna said, got to try all these wines, did a whole tasting with all of your guests. Like every single guest that was going to be at the wedding on Tuesday was at this welcome party winery event. The food, they cooked us a whole, what, four course, five course meal. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of food. It was so delicious. So I'm with you. It was so great to meet everyone, see everyone's faces a whole two days before the wedding. So when we got to the wedding, it was like, oh my gosh, how are you? So like uncle so-and-so or grandpa whoever, like you could just like know those people that were maybe on the groom side or the bride side if you were on the other side that it made the wedding. Everyone just felt like they already knew each other and like everyone already had chemistry and no awkwardness at all. And everyone was just like dancing with each other at the wedding because we had already all met and hung out for like five hours, two days yeah, before. It was so nice for that. Like, like I already said, though, we wanted that with a smaller wedding and doing it a destination. So it just worked out like perfectly seeing, like I said, everyone interact for the first time at the wedding. And then, yeah, getting to see all of our guests. We had a few people that were staying like right near us, but other people were kind of doing their own thing. So it was just good to get to see everyone and prep for for like the wedding. And like Kara said, knock out like, how are you? How have you been? 
So it was definitely perfect. I love that. And just want to shout, it was no small feat finding a winery because it was like the Christmas holiday yeah. that week. So literally every winery was closed. I don't know how. I think Julian's dad found this one. And it was so perfect. Like, of course, everything happens for a reason. But he found this insane winery. The castle. It was like a castle. Yeah. From like a 900-year-old castle or something. <laughs> yeah. I already forget the history, but it was a really old, beautiful like property. So that was really cool. Um, but even if you aren't having, I guess, a destination wedding, you should definitely have a welcome party of some type. And I know the bigger your wedding mm-hmm. is, the harder. But like, like I said, it was just really nice getting to be with all of our guests for more than one night because I can't imagine just having a few hours with everyone. So yeah, it did. It did start off the week. Amazing. Yeah. And we had been traveling before, like around Rome and Florence and stuff. So that once we got to the winery, we're like, oh my gosh, wait, this is our wedding. Our wedding's literally in two days from now. So it was like Kara said, yes. put us in wedding mode, which kicked off all the celebrating, which was so fun. Um, so then after the winery, we like took the bus back to the house and we had a pool at the house. So everyone like put their swimsuits on and we hung out by the pool. And that was like Mm -hmm. a lot of our friends at that point, a lot of the family friends and grandparents and stuff like that had gone home. So we had all of our friends then. And that was like the perfect night for us to kind of like stay up late, have a night by the pool, have some drinks, like everyone again, getting to know each other and like just hanging out and having fun and being carefree. Cause it's like, Oh, not the wedding's not tomorrow. Like I'm not worried about having to go to bed at nine o'clock or something. So we got to go back to the house and like, yeah, just hang out with everyone, which was really fun. And we swam, we did like a night swim. So that was another Mm -hmm. added thing that again you don't really get that on a normal wedding so that was just cherished time yeah which you should definitely suggesting that because yeah I think something you said was that on your bachelorette trip that was the first time because I was back in June Mm -hmm. that was the first time you finally felt like a bride and that you felt like you're actually getting married so to be able to have extra days for your yeah. actual wedding and feeling like a bride and feeling special because there's not that many times in our lives where we get to feel extra special, extra important, you know, maybe once a year on your birthday, but some people don't even like celebrating their birthday or they don't want to do that. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, the more opportunities you can get to let everyone love on you and treat you special is the best. I agree. And I want to say like, if you're in a situation like me and Julian, where like we live in South Carolina right now and our parents don't live here. Our siblings live all over. Our friends live all over. So we didn't have like, I didn't have like a bridal shower or like couple shower. And those are other events that maybe if you're in like a more settled place and all your friends and family are around that you do, but you have people spread out. Then again, the destination wedding is so nice because you have more days of everyone together. Everyone's off work. You get to have a few more events because I feel like it almost made up for those other events that we didn't get to do just with everyone being all all over. So add that to your list of reasons why you should have one. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so now it's Monday. What did we do during the day? I don't even remember. Um, Monday morning, I guess, was like the only like stressful part just because they started setting up for the wedding and there was a lot of just organizing that I don't think I realized. I don't know why I didn't think it would be a a little chaotic, but it was. There was just a lot going on. Mm -hmm. So our plan, I think, originally was to like have a pool day with all of our friends, but I got a little distracted. All of our friends turned into like having to help with different little tasks, which was so nice of them. But um, everyone just kind of helped out with, again, little things to prep for the wedding because the wedding was on Tuesday. So during the day, I feel like it was mostly that. And then 
a little bit of full time in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. I even your full time was like a photo shoot. Yeah. (laughs) So it was busy Monday in the morning. And like I said, I don't know why I didn't think there'd be anything to do, but I think with any wedding, you have to plan for some organizing and stuff. So that was Monday morning, I would say. Yeah, because on the schedule it was pool party. But like there was not a pool party. It was getting the <laughs> gift bags ready, getting the fans ready because it was hot. Like, Kara, yeah. do you have the live stream link? Like, is everything good for the live stream? So I'm like, I'm outside with my laptop testing the Wi-Fi, making sure my camera's working because we're going to live stream this thing. Yeah, like friends yeah. are running to the grocery store to pick up things. Like everyone was helping, which was so, so lovely of everyone. But it was no pool day. But but um, then that yeah. afternoon, so then Monday night, yeah, Monday night was the rehearsal dinner. But real quick, I have just another like pro tip that worked out for me. Um, I did get a hair and makeup artist in Italy. And most of the time, I, what I was noticing was like the trial fee was included in the price. So I'm sure like you could go without a trial if you really wanted to. I'm sure they would accommodate that. But most of the time, it was already included in the price. But obviously, I wasn't flying to Italy before the wedding to like go get my hair and makeup done mm. or go look at stuff. Like we just don't have that type of money. So um, I did have a trial on the rehearsal dinner right before it. And it was so nice because then my hair and makeup was done for the rehearsal dinner and the wedding. Um, yeah. So I feel like if you are doing that and you get a trial included in your price that you should do it for the rehearsal dinner because it was so nice not having to do my makeup or my hair. And my little girl was so nice. She was like, I did my hair down for my wedding. And so we trialed that. And she's like, do you want me to put it in like a little ponytail or something different so it's not the same? And I was like, oh my gosh, please. <laughs> so Anyway, that's just something to consider. It worked out really well. That is a good tip. Like use those benefits, utilize the trial, even if you're not doing it to test out hiring them. That's such a good tip. Yeah. All right, real quick, we want to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered straight to your door. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. We absolutely love Factor. I cannot even tell you how delicious these meals are, guys. And I just love that you just throw it in the microwave. It's ready in two minutes. I've had some crazy busy weeks lately, and all my free time, I'm wedding planning. I'm trying to eat right for my wedding, and Factor makes it so easy to do that. They have high protein meals, which I love. I'm trying to hit those 30 grams of protein every single meal. And Factor meals do that time and time again. They have delicious snacks, smoothies, and more. I love the coffee and chocolate breakfast smoothie. It's a protein smoothie and it is so delicious. I just can't tell you enough of how good and delicious Factor is. It's seriously the real deal. And if you guys use our code alreadyfriends50, you'll get 50% off. Again, that is alreadyfriends50 for 50% off your first order. And that's at factormeals.com. So go to factormeals.com slash alreadyfriends50 to give Factor a try for yourself. It's seriously so worth it. And we're so grateful to have them as a sponsor of the Already Friends podcast. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. So, 
Anyway, I got my hair and makeup done and then got ready for the rehearsal dinner. We did everything at the house. Um, the catering company that we used for the wedding was also catering our rehearsal dinner and then our brunch the day after. So that was just super easy because they knew the house, they knew the setup. They obviously just had everything there the same like three days. So that was that worked really well. So we did the rehearsal in the yard, of course, like the walkthrough with everyone. And then we did the dinner. So it was our families, our like bridesmaids and groomsmen. Um, mm-hmm. And we had like a pizza party and a pasta party. And it was so cool. They had a little fire oven and they were making it all right in front of us. And it was delicious. But the rehearsal yeah, the dinner pizzas. was so fun. I like went to bed and I was like, that kind of felt like my wedding. <laughs> You're like, honestly, that could have been my wedding and I would have been so satisfied with that. Yeah. So fun. So I guess one thing from our rehearsal dinner is we had a bunch of speeches from everyone. We just kind of like let the floor open to whoever wanted to talk. So we had, I think, Mm -hmm. two or three people that we asked to speak and they gave just like beautiful speeches. And then we're like, if anyone else wants to go ahead and... First of all, my brother Riley, my younger brother, delivered one of the best speeches ever, and it was so cute. But anyway, I love speeches. I feel like in our un- which I feel like you need to give the background of that. He was not supposed to give a speech, like you said. You asked three people to give speeches. He was not one of those three. And after the three people gave their speeches, our dad went up to Riley and was like, "You need to give a speech. Like you should go give one." And Riley is not one that like gets nervous at all like I feel like he's a very confident person but he came up to me and he's like oh my god I'm freaking the fuck out like I'm just gonna go give a speech right now I have nothing prepared like I'm gonna have a panic attack and I was like oh whoa okay let's let's figure something out like he's like and then Brady was like our other brother he's like let's start chanting Riley's name like let's not do that that is not a good idea Riley's actually so stressed right now so I'm a nice person and I was in speech in high school where sometimes I would compete in the competition there was like a speech competition where you would get a random topic and you'd have 10 minutes to write a speech and do it so I I channeled that energy and I'm like okay Riley let's let's go over here tell me everything that you want to say and we're gonna make a little speech so we probably took like 20 minutes off to the side and then of course Riley went up there and gave probably the best speech of the whole weekend I'm like (laughs) this is so annoying I literally wrote this well that's not annoying but it's just funny because I'm like and everyone's like you did such a good job and then Riley was trying to be like yeah, Kara, help me write it. I'm like, no, don't give me any credit. Like, stop. Just take the credit for yourself. But I will say it's, to you guys that like, I definitely it's really funny. Thing. It's funny because someone was like, it sounded like he had like a rubric because yeah, he had like, he had like three main points for me. And then he came back around to those three main points with Julian and like a start and finish. It was, it was perfect. It was perfect. And he cried and that was so sweet. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's four of us siblings. McKenna and Riley are the two youngest ones. Riley's baby and McKenna. And they were like so close. And then I feel like me and Brady were closer in age. And we were like, we were really close. So it's like, you guys are the two dynamic duo of our family. And just yeah. so sweet. And it's awesome that he and Julian are also super close. Because they played on the same college baseball team together. Yeah. So it's just like adorable. It was really adorable. Um. Okay. Yeah. My favorite part maybe favorite part of the rehearsal dinner was our theme that we did 
me and Julian did like something blue. So we both wore blue and then we had our guests all wear white and did like a white party. And it looked so Mm -hmm. good. I just loved like everyone being a a different type of white outfit and having the theme was so fun. It felt more like a official event and it was fun as a bride to wear like a different color other than white. And the blue was perfect because like I said, that little rhyme, something blue. And yeah, everyone's outfit slayed like the guests did not disappoint. They showed up. Showed up and showed out. I love yeah. my outfit. I think you're right. Everyone did a really good job. And I think it was fun because I think maybe you said this or it's just known that the bride usually wears white for everything. So I feel like that's probably fun for you to not wear white for something. Yeah. Love a different color. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun idea. And it was funny. People were like posting on stuff and they're like, the bride told me to wear white. I swear. <laughs> yes. Like otherwise. If you were white to a wedding or a wedding event, you would get shot because that's just <laughs> psycho. Also, I did post a picture with you that night, and I do think that people thought it was my wedding because <laughs> the post had like 50 shares. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't. This is not my wedding. That's this so is funny. McKenna's wedding. But yeah, that's but, a, that was a really fun theme. So I think if you're listening, you should take it and do it too because everyone looks so good in all different white outfits and it was just fun fun to have like a theme i agree okay so now it's officially tuesday august 15th you wake up walk us through your wedding day okay yes so me and julian were just so untraditional we did stay together like the night before the wedding because after the rehearsal dinner it we were out with everyone until like 10 o'clock because we were having so much fun and then we're like oh wait we don't even have anything together for tomorrow. Like whatever, let's just, we just stay together. So we woke up and we went and like had a coffee together and just kind of like had that little moment in the morning together, which honestly was really nice. I think it took away any type of nerves because we just had like a slow little morning together. Like I said, where we enjoyed our coffee and then he went away to, um, like I said, maybe earlier, some of his friends had an apartment like right down the road. It was the same owner, this her same property, but it was maybe a minute drive down the road. So him and all the groomsmen mm-hmm. went there for the rest of the day. So we, the girls, started getting ready. I think nine o'clock that morning, we had the hair and makeup people come. Um, we got ready and um, I'm blanking. Yeah, no, it was really good. I feel like at first you were like, we could probably start getting ready at around 11 because we the wedding, the actual ceremony was at 530. And I'm like, I don't know if you want to give me this credit, but I feel like I was like, no, we should get ready earlier because you always need more time than you think. Yeah, you did. And I was, yeah, I emailed the hair make people back. I'm like, psych, let's start at this time. <laughs> so we did let's get ready. Let's start at 930. <laughs> We did actually have a lot of time, which was nice. I will say this was the one like hiccup of the wedding day that caused me stress. This was like the only thing. The only one. The only one. Yeah. In Italy, you pay all these vendors in cash. They like don't do it another way. So I knew that. Like I knew I had to get cash for the hair and makeup people. And I just like just forgot because it was a lot of cash to carry around. So I'm like, okay, we'll get it when we're there because Julian could just pull it out of the bank easily. But we forgot. And so then it was like time to pay them and we needed cash. And if we did it on like PayPal or something, it would be like $300 more, something crazy. So we were like trying to pull yeah. all this cash together. And I just felt so uncomfortable because it felt like I just got the service done and I wasn't going to be able to pay them, even though I like I knew we could. I just was I like literally couldn't even look at them. I was so uncomfortable. 
And it was just causing me so much stress until it was done. And I do wish I had that figured out. So if you're thinking of a wedding in Italy, just keep that in mind that most of the vendors do um, want you to pay in cash. And that's true for like, not just the vendors I use. It's just like a standard thing in Italy. She was explaining something about like the tax, the way that works. So keep that in mind. Everything. Right. Even yeah. when we paid for that parking garage in Lake Como, he was like, it's $24 cash, but it's $30 by card because there's 20% credit card feeds with some of the merchants and some of the payment processing. And I was like, well, shit, I'm going to pay with card because I don't have cash. But like, it's literally 20% credit card fees yeah. at certain places and stuff. So yeah. cash is king. <laughs> so I will say, write that in your notes if you're listening because you're considering a wedding in Italy that you will need cash. But it's not like it was like the end of the world, but I feel like that did like cause me stress to like where I wasn't just like freely enjoying getting ready a little bit because I was just so worried about that. And no matter how many we're like texting everyone, we're like, how much cash do you have? Like we need to get. Yeah. And no matter how much like everyone was telling me, like, don't worry about this. This is not, we'll figure it out for you. I just like couldn't rest until it was taken care of. But after it was, it was all good. We got the cash together. So then it was smooth sailing. Yeah. It was smooth sailing after that. So I got my dress on and did like first looks. Me and Julian did decide to do a first look because like Kara said, our ceremony wasn't until 5.30 p.m. So if we waited like all day to see each other and then (laughs) our ceremony was at 5.30, I feel like our wedding day would have felt like it was two seconds long. So Mm -hmm. I would say consider that based on what time your ceremony is. Because at first I didn't want to do a first look. Like I wanted the aisle to be the first time, but... I think that would work if you had like a noon or like an 11 or something ceremony. But if it gets later in the day, then just think about the fact that you're not going to see him all day and like all the time with your guests and stuff. You're going to be a part. I don't know. I just feel like your day would fly by. So we did a first look and we did like all of our pictures. We also did private vows before our ceremony. So I was not about to like talk about my deepest feelings in front of all my friends and family. (laughs) So we did write our own vows, but we kept those between us. So we did those in the morning and then, yeah, did family photos, all that. And then it was time for the ceremony. So we had it in the yard of the house. We did use like all the different areas of the villa. So the ceremony was down in the, under like the olive trees. It was so hot. Literally, I feel so bad for everyone because it was at least, I forget what it was. It was 90 degrees plus. And yeah, it was really hot. We hit like a heat wave. (laughs) So maybe another tip is don't do it in the middle of August. (laughs) Maybe try the end of August or early September or like June because it was so hot. But like for some reason, it wasn't bothering me so much. I think as I just like mentally prepared for that. Yeah, it was fine. I... I think it was fine. But you're, yeah, the ceremony was the only time. Because at night, once the sun dropped, it, yeah. like, it cooled off. It was the most gorgeous night, best weather. But yeah, I think the ceremony, it was hot. But like, I I live in St. Louis, I live in Missouri. Like, it's hotter here, baby. Like, we're fine. Yeah. And that's also why we did 530 because, you know, it's going to be a little less direct sunlight. So we were nice and in the shade for the ceremony, but our guests were all in the sun. So we had little like, guests were all in the sun. <laughs> we had little umbrellas and fans, which looked really cute in pictures, but they were also practical. So we had our ceremony. Yeah. 
Um, it was about like maybe 30 minutes. It was a nice length, I would say. And then from there, we went. We live streamed it too. Oh, yeah. Pro tip. If okay. you're doing a destination, I would say definitely live stream it. Also, it was nice because after the live stream, we did it through Facebook. I would prefer, I would have loved to have used this software that we use for the podcast, Riverside, but it just was not working in Italy. I should have maybe gotten a VPN, maybe could have figured out how to make it work, but it just wasn't working. So we used Facebook and it was amazing. And you could save the video afterwards. So now McKenna has a full recording of her ceremony. We like, we used my video camera, like a real DSLR plugged into my laptop. So it's really high quality. It looks really nice. We had a guest in charge of doing the live stream. We had Connor, my fiance, and then our friend Diego be in charge of the live stream. And I was so nervous that like my computer was going to overheat, but it didn't. And I, it was so nice because like grandparents back home, anyone else that couldn't travel, we mic'd up the efficient, mic'd him up. Everything was great. And they were able to feel like they were actually there and they could hear everything perfectly. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. I like almost just skipped over that, but the live stream was like Kara said, so nice for family back home that couldn't come because I think like one of the worst things about the destination wedding was like our grandparents not being able to come. Of course, they're like heartbroken mm-hmm. that they can't see you get married. So the live stream was like, of course, like Kara said, nice for us to have it saved and for people back home. But it was like mainly for them that this had to work. So they were able to watch it at home. They both had it pulled up. Our one grandma dressed, well, I bet they both did dressed up and made a little event out of it. So that is, a, mm-hmm. like Kara said, another just tip if you have a destination wedding, how to include people back home. So I loved that. And Kara yeah. was in charge of that. And God bless because it included them, which was really important. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. So then we went to cocktail hour. We did that by the pool. Just had the yeah, appetizers, cocktails. Me and Julian joined for that. I know like a lot of times people take pictures during that time, but I just wanted to be like as present as possible throughout the day and told our photographer like during the family photos and during our like stuff before the wedding, we're so happy to be like posing and doing all the photos that we want. But then the rest of the day, I would love for you to just like capture like moments because I didn't want the wedding to feel like a photo shoot. Like we wanted to feel like we were there and present and enjoying Mm -hmm. it. So I highly recommend that if you're into that have your time for photos. And then after that, just try and like enjoy the night and be present and don't treat the day like a photo shoot because it's so nice to have those pictures. But if there's no memory behind them, then I don't, I don't know what's that worth. (laughs) So we did join for cocktail hour. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, like I felt like I fully got to have conversation with people. I didn't feel rushed moving from person to person like, oh, I didn't even get to talk to her. Oh, I didn't even see her. Because we had multiple days with people and anyone who wasn't at the rehearsal dinner, I kind of took during the cocktail hour to have nice conversations with them. So it was really nice to be able to have that. And then we moved to dinner in the lawn between the houses and we had two tables and then me and Julian did sit at our own table up front and had just a nice like four course meal. And we sat and we got to actually eat. I know people say they don't even eat at their wedding, which is crazy to me. We were able to sit and enjoy. We weren't taking that time to feel like we had to like go to all the tables and say hi to our guests for the first time because we've already had so many moments with them. So then me and Julian got to have like nice time together on our wedding day. Cause that's another thing I hear is that you don't even get to see your husband on your wedding day because you're busy saying hi to everyone. So we got to sit together, have our dinner, overlook again, everyone having these conversations. And at this point, everyone's 
friends and comfortable with each other. So they're having like just fun moments that it was just cool to sit and watch. And dinner was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, We had our speeches during that. So good. Kara delivered an amazing maid of honor speech. (laughs) She pulled out her Dutch. I hope. I tried. Yeah. Yeah. Spoke some Dutch. How to break the ice with half the room who spoke Dutch. But yeah, that went really well, I feel like. Yeah. And then, of course, after dinner, we um, went to the back and had some cake and dancing and we loved our DJ. So good. It was, yeah, it was not like typical wedding songs. So it was fun because everyone was like dancing and getting into it. And this, I'm going to give a lot of credit to my mom. She wanted to order like those glow sticks and like little glasses and like, um, yeah, stuff like that. And I was like, like lightsaber. Yeah. Looking, yeah. Like, up, like light, the big glow stick that you like hold and it flashes. And I was like, we don't need that. Like, we don't need to spend money on that. And my mom's like, no, you need it. And I actually would say you do need it because the best point was like those little light up things were like the best prop for people that don't want to dance, but want to be included or like don't know Mm -hmm. what to do with their arms. They could just like wave it around in the air. (laughs) And so it got everyone involved. And like my grandpa was about to go home. And someone handed him one and pulled him in. And I look over and he's like dancing with it, swinging it in the air, like having the time of his life. And it was just so cute. So I think that those are worth it too. (laughs) Buy the light up savers from Amazon. I think they were literally like $50 for them too. So, so worth the money. Yeah, I got everyone involved. So that was cool. And then we had a surprise flash mob from the Dutch families. (laughs) They like choreographed so this entire dance, which was just hilarious. But anyway, it was just the perfect night. We ended- I had no idea what was going on. I look over and like there's 20 Dutchmen dancing. <laughs> they're voguing with their hands. And then they're like doing this disco dance. I'm like, what is going on? I thought it was like a national Dutch dance that everyone knew. <laughs> <laughs> and then I come to find out the next day that they like they just choreographed a dance and sent it out to everyone before. They're like, we got to do something big for Julian's wedding. Like, we have to do something that says, wow, the Dutch are here. But I definitely thought it was like the national anthem because it was like to Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake from the Trolls movie. And I totally thought that like everyone in the Netherlands just had a dance to that song. It was so funny. No. So good. They played that song three times so that they could do the flash mob three <laughs> times. It was amazing. Yeah, the DJ loved it. So funny. <laughs> I loved it. We all loved it. It was amazing. It was amazing. And then, of course, we can't end the night without a jump in the pool. When you have a pool yeah. and there's a party, you're jumping in. So we all jumped in to end the night. And it was fun because once the DJ left, we're like, well, time to swim. Like, the party's not over yet. So... It was kind of cool because we that's yeah decide when we wanted to wrap up. That's probably one of my top pros of what you guys did was that there was no end time because it was your house. It was in the middle of nowhere. That's another amazing thing. Like, yeah, I am definitely a people pleaser and I get stressed really easily about like breaking noise rules or noise ordinances. Like, but there was not a single house in sight. You're literally in the country. So you guys could stay up and party and the music was so loud. It was actually (laughs) probably one of the loudest weddings I've ever been to. And I was not stressed at all because there was truly no neighbors. I know. That's so true. I had that I kind of love that yeah and then like you said like having no end time i just feel like sometimes when you're at a wedding it goes by so quick and by time you get dancing there's like oh this is leaving in an hour so 
it was fun just to be able to yeah. like control that. And everyone was staying at the house. Because you probably stayed out until one or two. I stayed up till like four. I stayed out till like, I think one thirty or two. Yeah. So. Yeah. It could have been later, but. <laughs> yeah, um, it was so fun. I love that I was not stressed at all about getting in trouble. Because I'm a goody two-shoes and that would have stressed yeah, me out of it was all of us being so loud at 3 a.m. It was perfect. And then just to like wrap up the week and then we'll get into logistics. Um, Wednesday morning we had a brunch. And again, we invited everyone from the wedding just like one last time to say bye and see everyone. Not everyone could make it, but it was just nice to have that so that on our wedding when we like went to bed, we didn't have to try and find everyone to say our goodbyes because we knew we'd see them in the morning. So yeah. everyone got up. It was hard to get up, but we all got there, had a brunch, one last like <laughs> goodbye. And it wasn't anything crazy. It was just like meats and cheeses and coffee. And it was so nice to have one final one moment with everyone before everyone went on. And like even after three whole days together, I felt like I needed more time. So I yeah. just can't imagine, like I said, only having one night with everyone. Yeah, it was so fun to sit at random tables and talk to the other guests and laugh about how yeah. the night went and what everyone was doing and like talking about random moments on the dance floor. If something really funny happened, sharing it with everybody else. Like it was just... I was going to say that, How yeah. you have roommates in college and on a Sunday night, like <laughs> you're all hanging out in the living room talking about what you guys did on Saturday. It was like that energy, but with a wedding. <laughs> That's so true. We did get to like debrief the night and that was fun just to go through everyone's memories together one more time. Love that. So that was wedding week. That was, yeah. And then we had a few more days at the estate for whoever was around and we got to hang out and finish out the week. And it was so nice. So fun. Okay. Sorry for this being the longest episode ever, but oh, gosh, I know. we have more for you guys. Oh, hurry up, McKenna. We are literally an hour and a half in and we still have questions. So we got some listeners submitted questions. No, I, you don't need to hurry up. I think everyone is loving this, hopefully. Um, but we did get a lot of questions, like I said. So... Are you ready? Let's go. Let's give the people what they want. <laughs> also, a really quick side note, which I thought we were going to shout out in the beginning. We totally forgot. If you guys ever have to record a podcast or you want to start your own <gasps> podcast, go to the library. Yes, I am recording at the library right now because I'm not a podcaster, so I don't have any equipment. My library has a microphone, headphones, a little soundproof room. I mean, not room, but like setup. And I called them yesterday and they were like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get you on the appointment. We'll have it rented out for you. And I get here and she's like, oh yeah, I talked to whoever um, talked to you yesterday. And I think she rented a private room for you. Go ask them out there. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. So I went out and I was like, I think maybe someone booked a study room for me. And she's like, oh yeah, you're the podcaster. Um, it's not soundproof, <laughs> but people are quiet. Here's the sign. They literally hand me a little sign to type, like tape up on the door that says recording in progress. It was so cute. And then my phone was dying and they were like, I'm like, oh, let me see if they have a charger because Kara told me to ask. And he's like, oh, do I have a charger? And he pulled out like 10 different boxes <laughs> of phone chargers. I, I love the library. Kara and Allison always talk about how they love it. And I am with them. Get your library card, folks. <laughs> yeah. Like you literally, your library literally has a podcast recording studio, basically. So literally, I just love that, especially the little recording in progress sign. That's so adorable. It's so cute. Uh, I'm like loving it. Anyway, yeah. Shout out to library. It sounds really good. So oh, okay. Yeah. Don't sleep okay. on your library. That was our little side note that I wanted. I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Allison and I love our libraries. We're big. We're big supporters. So. 
I thought it was so funny that. I know. They're just doing yeah, the most have everything for you need. me. You don't need to buy any of the equipment. They're being so cute and doing everything to like accommodate me. And I just think it's adorable. So I just love all the people that work at the library. <sighs> anyway, let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Time for the questions. We'll try to do these rapid fire because there's a lot of questions okay. and they're all good. So I don't want to skip any of them. Let's go. Okay. First question. Were there any special forms that need to be filled out because you're a foreigner? And another related question. Can you explain the process of registering for marriage in the U.S. when you get married abroad? Okay. So the first question, do you think that's in terms of like traveling or... The marriage. Probably both. I think they mean related to the wedding. So I feel like, can you just clear the air on what legally happens now that you got married outside of the States? Okay. Okay. So you can figure out how to legally get married in Italy, but that is a hassle. I also think it's expensive. It's a lot of mistakes can happen. So we did like a strictly ceremonial wedding. So meaning it was not legal in Italy. (laughs) And that did not count as us getting married. But to us, like, that's our wedding day. So you can either get married before or after. We're doing it after. So now that we're home, we're just going to go to our, like, courthouse and go in and legally do, like, a courthouse wedding there, which is not anything, like, a big deal. Like, it's literally me and him can go in there and get legally married. I know a lot of people do it, like, before the wedding. But, yeah. The one in Italy, I wouldn't worry about trying to like do your legal marriage there because that's still your wedding. That's still your wedding date, but then just legally do it in the US. Another thing really quick on this is that can be a way to like include other people that can't come to the wedding is have them come Mm -hmm. to your courthouse wedding as like your witness. So you can ask like your grandparents or if you have anyone else that you would love to be included on your like special day that can't travel. That's a really good way. So that's how we did it. I love that. Yeah, another thing that that's good for is that doing it after is good because with the name changes and stuff, and if your passport isn't updated, yeah. that's really scary. I didn't want to test that, so <laughs> agree. No. Okay, next question. How many guests did you have, and did they cover their own accommodations? Okay, so we had 50 guests, and yes, everyone did cover their own accommodation, their own flight. We just, you know, in our invite, made it really clear, like, we understand if you can't come type of thing. And we were fully aware that some people might not be able to travel because of this, but we did also give like a year and a half advance. So thankfully a lot of our friends and family were saving up for it, but they did pay for their own own accommodations and everything. And I feel like it also is how you said, you didn't have any showers, you didn't have any other events. So hopefully, I mean, it's not the same cost, but I mean, sometimes that stuff all adds up. And if even if you are traveling within the States, it's arguably the same cost. Yes. And another thing that we would like say to that is we invited like an entire family or like our friends all had a plus one because we're like, we know you're traveling and you're probably making your own trip out of it. So like, you're all welcome to come because if they're going to spend the money, obviously to go make my wedding around their family vacation, then I'm going to invite their whole family. (laughs) So a lot of them did that. Make this your family summer vacation. Yeah. That's what a lot of our friends and family did. Okay. Related to that, any tips for getting everyone on board to travel for the wedding? Did you have any issues with that? So thankfully, like most of our friends and family were down. Um, I just feel like that's who we're surrounded by. But As far as your family, I would say finding ways to include the ones that can't come because that's probably like the biggest thing that maybe your parents might think of. It's like, well, my my parents want to come, like your grandparents, your other family. 
So what we did is we had like a special night with our grandparents that lived close. We went over and had like a mini wedding night for them. And then we're going to go to our other family at the end of the month and have like a little celebration with them. I think I'm going to put my dress on for my grandma, like stuff like that so that they're included. And then as far as like your friends and family, like I said, just a few minutes ago, we kind of like uh, said to them, make it like your family vacation. You know, our wedding's on this day. You can go around. Here's like some recommendations and kind of selling it that way, which is what most of our people did. They came week before or stayed a week after and they just traveled throughout Italy or Europe and mm-hmm. made it like their big trip of the year. So giving them enough time obviously is another major thing with that to getting them on board. You can't drop that a few months before. <laughs> so thankfully we had a lot of people willing to do it, but those would maybe be my tips is include the ones that won't be able to come and give people plenty of time and reason to come. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people in our family like to travel and yeah. just have a very world traveler network. And you guys have a lot of friends that like travel. So I don't think it was as hard to convince as I could see some other families or friends. Mm-hmm. I could see that being harder for them. Another thing I think that would help is like some of my friends um, were traveling by themselves, like females. And so we invited them to like join my family's accommodations because these were like two of my bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. And so they flew in the same day as us and they stayed like either at the Airbnb as us or like a nearby hotel as us. Like they were kind of included on our plans and we were helping them get from place to place. So if you have anything like that or you're able to help that way, maybe just like including people in on your plans so that they don't have to figure out all the traveling by themselves. Yeah, that is nice. Okay, next question. How did you get your wedding dress or dresses over on the plane, May 2024, Tuscany Bride. Oh my gosh. Congrats. You're going to have so much fun. So for me, I did a carry-on. I was surprised at how much fit into my carry-on. I folded up my wedding dress into the one half and I was able to fit my veils, like little, my jewelry. I kept like anything wedding day like even the bra and underwear I needed for my wedding, I literally kept on that carry-on. So that only took up half of my mm-hmm. carry-on. The other half, I put all my other dresses. So I had the winery, the rehearsal dinner, and then the brunch. I had a dress. And those were not wedding dresses. So they were a little smaller. They all fit into the other half. And then I also had a backpack, which had like my wedding shoes in it. And then maybe like a pair of sandals that I was wearing for my reception, which I also had that dress in there. So I don't know. Like I fit a wedding dress, a veil, one, two, three, four dresses into my carry-on. So I think you will fit more than you think. But if they weren't going to fit in my carry-on, I was going to put overflow them into my backpack. So <laughs> yeah, not going in the checked bag. Not checking it. Uh, I know some people like hand their dress in a bag to the flight attendants. I saw that you would want to contact them before. I didn't want to give my dress to anyone. Like I wanted to be in charge of it. So I, I folded it up into my carry-on. But if you have a bigger dress, maybe it would be better to give it to the flight attendant. But I really recommend what I did because <laughs> I just had peace of mind knowing it was with me the whole time. Okay, follow-up question. How did you plan your outfits? I would be so indecisive, as someone said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love fashion and I love a moment to dress up. 
So I feel like since I got engaged, I had like a two-year engagement. I was like slowly curating pieces over the two years and also knowing that more stuff would come out closer to the wedding that I might want. So I kind of had it spread out. Like anytime I was in love with the dress, I would like watch it for a few months. And if it like went on sale or if it wasn't, I didn't want one that, this sounds so bad, but I didn't want one that was going to like go viral and blow up. So I kind of like watch it for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then I would give myself time to think on it. And once I knew I wanted it, I was confident Then I ordered it. So I gave myself plenty of time, but also yeah, having many events, you get to wear like so many different dresses. And I tried to pick like a little bit, something different for each dress. I tried not for them to be too similar. So maybe that's a good tip. Yeah. McKenna is the queen of fashion. So <laughs> that was not very hard for you. I don't think. Okay. Did you have a wedding planner? Yes. And I don't know how I would have planned a wedding in Italy without her. So if you are thinking of a destination wedding, I would recommend investing in one. Um, She was in charge of like our catering, all of our vendors. She gave us recommendations for places around where people should stay in hotels, where we should go for a winery. Like it was so nice having someone local deal with it all. And the time difference is another big thing. Like they're six hours ahead from where I'm at on the East Coast. And so it's so hard to even get on the phone with people. So she just dealt with it and it was so nice. So I think it was so worth it to have her. Did you go to the venue at all before your big day? I did not. But let's just shout out another reason why the wedding planner was nice. (laughs) She was able to go Mm -hmm. um, and send us like pictures and videos. So first of all, we knew that we weren't scammed. Like we knew this place was real. And second of all, she brought the caterer there, the vendors there so that they could get like a solid plan for the wedding and give us like, yeah, peace of mind. So we just kind of trusted that we were going to be in Italy, like what's the worst that can happen and picked one based off photos from online, which yeah, can be scary, but it worked out very well for us. And I feel like the bombshell question that everyone's asking, we got a lot of these. Well, one, was it cheaper during your Italy and wedding than the US? But also, quote, not to be nosy, but truthfully, what does something like this cost? It was absolutely stunning. Yeah. So I think you could do it maybe for like cheaper than the US, but um, we probably spent like the average amount on a wedding. I will say the villa to rent from Saturday to Saturday in peak months, like we were literally in the holiday season was 88,500 euros from Saturday to Saturday. But you have to like also uh, think that that's like a week vacation. That's housing I forget Mm -hmm. what it was, like 16 people that can stay in um, the villa. And that's like, I've seen people spend 10,000 just to reserve their wedding location, their wedding venue. And that didn't include anything. So in the US. Yeah, in the US for one day. So it sounds like a lot, but it actually is like a steal to have a week's day where we can have our wedding for that price. And I will say in the off seasons, that's it's like 5,000 euros for the week. So if you're not getting married in August, then... That's a really good deal. Uh, like the one brand new wedding venue in St. Louis is $8,000 for one day. Yeah. So that's a little comparison for you guys. And that's like a farmhouse barn. I mean, it's beautiful style, but like a week in a villa in Italy or one night in a brand new wedding venue. Yes. In Missouri. <laughs> so keep that in mind. That's it, like not just the price of a wedding venue. It's the price of staying in a villa, private villa to yourself for a whole week. And then I think like our catering was probably like biggest expense of it. But again, we did have like three days of it. So 
It, yeah, I think it yeah. equals to like a normal U.S. wedding, but you you could probably do it for a lot cheaper too. I I I will be so honest. Like our both of our parents helped pay for it, and I kept saying I will be fine if it's literally a picnic table and we have just like a nice dinner. I was like, I don't even need flowers. Like the place will speak for itself. <laughs> But our mom loves to plan. Mm-hmm. She was like a party planner in her past life. So that wasn't going to be her vibes. <laughs> so we did have, you know, flowers and all that stuff. But I think you could even do that for cheaper, honestly. Yeah. And we one thing about our family is that we are frugal. We find a way to do things. And like you said, it was, it probably evened out. It's like an average wedding call. I think it was still less though. Yeah. Like, okay. Do you want to say how much it actually costs? Okay, I think in total it was somewhere between 30 and 35. So it's definitely still a lot. I acknowledge that, but we did get a full week. Again, a full? It's a lot, but for a full family vacation for both families, food for three days, like yeah. just now that I'm in the wedding planning mode, I'm hoping I can spend under 40 for like having a wedding in the U.S., which is so crazy to say. And that's why everyone's eloping. That's why people are doing micro weddings. Like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And also, like, certain things were important to us that might not be important to you. So I'm sure there's other ways to even cut that cost down more. Like, for yeah, like I said, for food, we were really going in on the food. That's what we wanted. We wanted nice long dining experiences. But, <laughs> of course, that does increase your price. So stuff like that. I think you could cut it. But it was pretty good. Okay, well, that was all the questions. Any final thoughts? I guess one last question. What was your favorite part of the wedding? I feel like I've said this so many times, but truly my favorite part was having everyone together for multiple days and Mm -hmm. seeing all of our friends and family get along so well and interact so well and just like everyone truly having such a good time. I am also such a people pleaser. So like I don't want people to come and not have the best time ever. So it was really enjoyable seeing how long people like connected and I don't know, it was so special to have everyone there and celebrating you and putting you first and It was just amazing. No, it was seriously so magical. So if anyone else wants to plan a Tuscany wedding, what do you think they should do? I am like, I can't say you should do it enough. (laughs) Um, If you're thinking about a smaller destination wedding, like a thousand percent do it. It was so special. And I like literally didn't want the week to end. Find a planner. What, what, What was the website you guys used to start the whole process? What was your first step? Okay, yeah. So here's just a quick rundown of how we decided with our wedding. So we had this website that we use. It's called Oliver's Travel. And it specializes in like villas and chateaus in Europe. So at first we were thinking like a chateau just because we're like, oh, that's so pretty. Maybe in somewhere in France. And then we started throwing like the villas in Italy. And that was totally the vibe. So we went through this website. They had a free concierge and we told her like our budget, the wedding um, aspect, the dates we wanted. And she sent us all these available options, all these villas. And the one we picked was from her list. So we went through her list. This one was the best um, location, everything we wanted. So it was so easy to book with them. So my uh, venue was called Tenuta de Rota. So you're definitely welcome to look that up and use that for your wedding. But if you're wanting a different one, Oliver's Travels is a really good website to just browse all the different options. And the free concierge, that's really nice. Because I know that you and Lola were like, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, and Um, there's like literally millions (laughs) of houses on that website. So it's like kind of overwhelming 
go for it if you feel like you can look on your own, but it's a free service. And she, like I said, we picked one from her list in the end after looking at it for like a month on my own. Yeah. Okay. One other little tip. I've had people ask me about like how I booked a photographer and videographer and Kara actually helped me a little bit with this. We were able to fly out people that we knew just because again, I don't, I don't know. It's my wedding. I'm like a little nervous to just book someone random in Italy um, that I don't know any of like Mm -hmm. their work or anything about them. And with us having like such an intimate wedding, we wanted people that would like mesh really well. So we reached out to some people that we knew of or knew from like friends and offered them the flight, the three nights stay, like all their, you know, stuff for those three days and then a like discounted price for them shooting. And it just worked out really well. So just another tip. Yeah. Don't be afraid to just be super transparent. Cause I know that was what you were nervous about. You're like, I just want to find people that are, uh, are down to do a vacation as like part of their total cost. Yeah. And I was like, McKenna, as someone who's done that, cause I have done destination weddings and like given a discount because that includes an a thousand plus dollar flight and like three nights where you also get to explore and stuff and do fun stuff. Don't be afraid to ask. So for our photographer, we used Anna Mantini and then our videographer was Hannah Colburn and they are both so talented and just like killed it. So yeah, like Kara said, just be transparent because I was afraid to offend anyone or, you know, you know, I don't want them to like think I don't value their work. So just being open and seeing who's willing to to do it for a trip worked out really well. Okay, amazing. Well, that is officially probably our longest episode ever. But again, I haven't podcasted in over a month. We haven't really broken down the trip. There was so much that happened in the last month. So anything else you want to share? Oh, no, that was a lot. We shared so much. But I do want to say I know how hard it is to plan a destination wedding at times, like getting started and figuring out like what to do. So if you have any questions, like feel free to reach out to me. I would gladly send any help that I can because getting started was the hardest part. Mm -hmm. And now I'm next. So now you get to help me. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well. Charleston, May 2024. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeehaw. Okay, well, McKenna, thank you so much for being this week's guest. Where can people find you? Plug everything. Okay, so on TikTok, I'm McKenna Kirkpatrick still. On Instagram, I have officially changed my last name on there, and I'm McKenna underscore Rip. <laughs> so, wow. You can find me on both of those. And yeah. Yeah. You can see all of the wedding clips on my social media too. Her social media, you've been doing good at posting TikTok. So if you want to see any more behind the scenes, she was posting TikToks even this whole summer, spring, with all the behind the scenes. So you can see more details on yes. planning an Italy wedding. Yes. All right. So now you have a one up on Clay because we are at the two hour mark. And <laughs> yes, yes I win. You've won up to him in some part of this competition. Okay, well, that was another episode of the Already Friends podcast. We will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We want to tell you guys, what is our favorite thing in this world? Getting Apple and Spotify reviews. So to thank you guys, when we hit 500 reviews on Apple and Spotify, we're going to give you one of your favorite things. And we're going to tell you what it is. It's a $50 gift card to wherever you want. Please, come on. We're desperate. We're literally dreaming up these reviews in our sleep. Got to help us get there. We want to keep creating great Already Friends podcast shows for you guys. We need those reviews. So don't make us beg, all right? Yes. So leave a rating, leave a review, screenshot it, send it to us. And yeah, when we hit 500, we'll pick two of you guys to get a $50 gift card to wherever you choose. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you in the review section of our show. Love y'all. Love ya. Bye.